Hey guys, Nish here. I'm going to start doing some of these takeaways episodes. Uh, they're going to be just really sort of raw, um, unedited, just me talking to you and I guess to myself to an extent, because the reason I'm doing these takeaways episodes is that I'm having these amazing conversations with the likes of Kate Sullivan and Michelle Vincent, Dimitri Chavez, Paul Nicholson, a whole bunch of others that are coming up that I can't wait for you to listen to. And in the days and weeks after I'm having some of these conversations, I'm going on my walks or I'm in the shower and all these like follow-up thoughts and questions are starting to come to me. Uh, I'm connecting some of the dots like from those individual conversations and sometimes across conversations. So to make sure I'm not losing any of that and I'm translating um, my notebook. So if you're looking at this on YouTube, I've got my notebook. Um, I want to share some of that. Uh, I guess it's a way of me journaling my follow-up thoughts and connecting some of those dots, uh, sharing it with you. So if you find this is valuable for you, let me know. Drop me a line at nisha creativeops.fm and, uh, and let me know. Um, or if you've got some of your own follow-up thoughts or questions or things like that, please share them with me. You can drop me an email, uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn, whatever's most comfortable for you. So again, you might hear some ums and ahs as I go through this uh, and share these takeaway episodes with you. You might hear me flipping back and forth through my notebook um, as I go through, because uh, I listen to every episode at least twice after we published it uh, and uh, take a whole bunch of follow-up notes. So I'm going to start with a conversation I had with Michelle Vincent. As you may recall, she's the CEO of MoFilm, this amazing agency that's deeply rooted in the art and science of storytelling. And she was talking about and sharing her individual and her agency's experience with, with AI. So I walked away with, with a few things from that. Um, I'm not going to share all my notes and, and follow up thoughts with you, but you know, a few things I walked away with one is sort of like I pulled out like, three principles for AI adoption. I don't know if Michelle would sort of think about like they formalize these principles, but I pulled these, these principles out for myself. Um, so one was taking our creators with us. I just thought that statement that Michelle made was an incredibly smart one, a generous one. And it was the exact opposite of this zero-sum thinking I see sort of proliferating out there in the world when it comes to talking about AI, like AI is going to take away the jobs and things like that. And I think Michelle and her agency's perspective is like, no, AI is going to help us and our creators do so many things that maybe get in their way today of being able to spend more of their time on expressing and exerting the full potential of their creative talent. She talked about how they're using tools like Runway to do some of that, like, you know, um, like editing on videos and things like that, that is important in terms of putting out your final creative assets. But I don't know a single creator that goes, I'm looking forward to doing editing today in terms of like all the little sort of final polish work and things like that. So uh, I just thought that statement, taking our creators with us, was incredibly generous and was incredibly smart because it sort of highlighted the second principle I pulled out that I love to hear from Michelle, which is 
you know, they think about the creator in the middle. Um, and when they think about the creator in the middle, we talked a lot about storytelling and storytelling as a, as a superpower, as a way of sort of cutting through the fluff of the, you know, increasing amount of like content that is being put out there that increasingly we as individual like consumers and audiences have been tuning out over the last several years. And AI, in terms of like being able to scale the stories of yesterday and today, is just going to be able to like take that scale to infinity and do it at the speed of light uh, by basically pushing a button. So that storytelling capability, that storytelling superpower that Michelle and her agency have firmly put in the middle is going to be the counterweight to that. And those stories are going to be needed. The stories of like tomorrow, which is an innately human activity, something we've done since we've sat around the, you know, figurative campfire from way back when that is going to be the counterbalance to that sort of uh, Michelle and I were both calling it this um, tsunami of commoditized fluff or crap in terms of content that AI is going to enable. But that storytelling superpower is going to be able to cut through that noise, cut through that fluff. And they've decided that, yes, they're going to leverage AI to be able to outsource some of that low-level work like editing on videos uh, to AI and free up creator talent. They're going to use AI to partner with it with tools like MidJourney that they're already using for ideation and as an inspiration launchpad, again, to really allow the creators to sit in the middle and allow them to focus on storytelling. Sort of this tangential thought that I'm still thinking through that I might share on an upcoming standalone episode is that I wonder if in creative operations, we're really sort of like turning into two very distinct like work streams. One is a storytelling work stream where you actually want to have inefficiency built into that as you're going and searching for iterating on and experimenting for new stories that are going to resonate with your current and your future audiences. And then you've got this scale stream of creative operations or workflow um, where you're really then taking those stories and you want to leverage tools like AI to be able to scale those stories to an infinite number of audiences and customers and to really be able to personalize that content. Uh, more on hyper-personalization in another episode because I think um, that is something I know everyone's very excited about, but I think there might be some uh, definite risks there. So yeah, it's sort of uh, that whole idea of like creators in the middle with storytelling superpowers has uh, sparked a whole bunch of other follow-up thoughts, but that was sort of the second principle I pulled out. And then the third one was really about how they're going about like approaching and embracing AI. And what I pulled out was they've really got sort of this culture of transparent experimentation. And I think that is so critical right now as everyone is dealing with the enormity of AI is going to change everything. And that could be almost paralyzing. And I think what they've done is really smart is that they're just doing their experiments out in the open. It's not the job of one single individual. It's not the job of like, you know, an AI team or an innovation team. If AI is going to change everything, your job, my job, 
our team's job, how we do things, what we do, why we do it, how we translate what we do into value, then we've all got to be sort of in the proverbial R&D lab, the AI R&D lab. Um, and I love the fact that they're doing these open forum webinars, that they're experimenting out in the open. It's everyone from the creative director right on down to the individual creators. And they're openly sharing, like, what are they doing? What are they trying? What's happening? What's working? What's not working? And I think that sort of like out in the open experimentation really lends itself well to being able to like take away the fear and uncertainty of AI. It's being done in the open. So nobody feels like anything is being hidden. It's accelerating what they're learning from all these little mini experiments and then being able to translate that into maybe more formal pilots and adoption and things like that. And it sparked this other thought that I'm still thinking through. And I almost think one of the mistakes we're making with AI is that we're, most of us are primarily thinking about how do we apply AI to the surface space of what we currently do today. And I think that's why so much of the narrative is around AI is going to take our jobs away for what we do today, or AI is really going to help us like scale to infinity and move at the speed of light in terms of what we do today. But really, the true potential of AI is about what we're going to be able to do tomorrow as individuals, as teams, as organizations. And I'm starting to think about like with AI, really what we've been given is sort of new elements on the periodic table of elements. Um, which we all studied in high school. And it sort of ties back to this idea of this like culture of like transparent experimentation and all of us being in the R&D lab. AI is not any single person's job because there are these new elements on the periodic table that we're all able to use now. And maybe we should all be like sort of channeling our inner AI alchemists and thinking about like, you know, yeah, I can use AI today to like outsource some of like the drudgery of the work I do today, that machine-like work, that repetitive work, and free up my time. And then we should be thinking about how can I use these new AI elements to create like new possibilities, new value, new capabilities, the new me, the new you, the new us. Um, so that was sort of the third principle I pulled out. I thought like that culture of transparent experimentation was just incredibly smart in the way that Michelle and her agency are approaching AI. And so those were like sort of three big things I pulled out and it sort of left me thinking about, you know, like storytelling is a superpower and how it's like, it's always been a human superpower. I think we've sort of forgotten about it over the last 10, 20 years in this increasingly, especially in the creative and the marketing industry in this increasingly algorithm, algorithmic driven, um, industry of ours, um, where we're constantly feeding these machines to be able to scale and things like that. But I think we're going back, um, and it's almost counterintuitive that AI, quote unquote, the machines are going to be allow, allows to scale so much and move so much more quickly in terms of content creation, that storytelling is once again, going to become a primary superpower and needed superpower to break through that flow. So I've been thinking more about like storytelling as a superpower and sort of the fact that stories are actually the original algorithm. Um, from the time we did sit around the campfires and told each other stories of yesterday and today, but most importantly, 
the stories of what tomorrow could be. Um, and I think that's where, that's something that's innately human. And AI is going to be great at helping us scale the stories of yesterday and today because it's going to have the data to do that. And we're going to be able to train these models on that as we've already seen. But the stories of tomorrow, we should be thinking about like, not we're not handing that over to AI. We're partnering with AI using tools like MidJourney as an ideation partner, as an inspiration launchpad to sort of expand the surface space of the stories we can and want to and should be thinking about telling about what tomorrow could be for our our products, our services, our brands. Second thing has sort of left me thinking about is that I've been sort of working on this like T3 model of AI, thinking, thinking, and transforming with AI. And, you know, Michelle and her team sort of definitely are, are doing things that are aligning with that model. Um, Maybe I'll end up putting uh, something more formal around, like explaining what I mean by thunking, thinking, and transforming with AI. If that's something that might be of interest to you, drop me a line. Let me know. Nisha, creativeops.fm. And then finally, um, you know, if I'm going to have a follow-up conversation with Michelle, uh, whether it's over coffee or we do another episode, uh, which I know she's uh, already generously said yes to, so probably do that sometime in 2024. I've already got some follow-up questions. Um, now, one is if storytelling is going to be like a more important superpower than ever before, like her agency, which is an agency rooted in the art and science of storytelling, I'd love to learn more about how they help nurture and develop that skill set. I think that's something that we would all benefit from, especially if I think I'm directionally right. We're going to these two streams of creative operations. One is a storytelling stream, and then the other is a scale stream. Then I'd love to learn more about how they nurture and develop their storytelling skills at uh, at MoFilm. Two is I want to learn more about how they're structuring their experiments. Um, you know, I've been spending some time with other like creative teams and marketing teams and executive teams sort of talking through how they're approaching experiments and there's no one right way to do it. And I think we'd all benefit more by hearing more about like um, different approaches. Um, I might do a separate episode on, you know, some of the things that I've been part of helping to nurture and shepherd, but I definitely want to learn more about how's MoFilm going about like, do they have a formal process? Is it really sort of the Wild West where everyone's in that like proverbial R&D lab and throwing a bunch of spaghetti against the wall? How do they, you know, share the results of their experiments? How do they determine what experiments are going to get turned maybe into formal pilots or full-on adoption? And how that starts to change like their their current processes and, and way of doing things and delivering uh, to their clients. And then finally, I want to um, ask Michelle some follow-up questions, and I think this would be, be like probably better later in the year as they continue to adopt some of these AI tools, as the market as a whole starts to get more comfortable with using AI as part of the creative and marketing process. Is how's it starting to affect like you know conversations around um, the agency model? Um, and I think that's 
I think our answers will be instructive, not just for other agencies, but for in-house agencies as well, who are not maybe held to a, a P&L um, objective, but they're still, you know, held to, I think increasingly held to like a impacts and outcomes objective. Um, and I'm starting to hear that more and more from agency leaders. We heard that from Michelle on the call. I'm hearing it more and more from in-house agency leaders that, you know, the efficiency metrics still matter, but ultimately what they're holding themselves to account to and what they're being asked to be held to account to are the outcomes. It's what was the impact on our funnel, um, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, like, did we drive more leads? Did we convert more leads? Did it lead to more revenue? Did it improve customer retention? Yes, it's all about like producing that great creative um, at scale, at speed, at quality, which Michelle talked a lot about. But ultimately, it's all in the service of what the business needs, what the outcomes the business is gunning for. So I'd love to dig into more of that with Michelle. So um, I'll stop there. Those are some, again, those are some of my like, Takeaways, like as I was connecting the dots on my walks in the days and weeks after my discussion with Michelle, uh, I'm going to do this for, you know, probably the first like six or 10 episodes. And then you let me know if this is valuable for you. Um, drop me a line, nish at creativeops.fm. Would love to hear your feedback. Would love to hear your questions, your uh, follow-up thoughts from the conversation that I had with Michelle and some of the follow-up questions you would love for me to maybe ask um, when I do have that follow-up episode with Michelle at some point in 2024. All right, folks, thanks very much uh, for your time and attention again, and hope you have a great day.